You're listening to the Swap Mono Live podcast show brought to you by our friends at OGO. Welcome to the Swap Mono Live podcast show presented by OGO. I'm in Oceanside, California with uh, Ryan Villapoto. And tomorrow we're going to ride street bikes. But uh, what is the thing called? The R3. R3, yeah. We're going to ride an R3. It's a 320cc, like entry level sport bike. But looks like the thousand or yeah. the 600. Actually, yeah, it looks really. When I walked <laughs> in, I was like, "Wow, this thing actually looks cool." Yeah, I was. Uh, I was actually kind of shitting my pants about it because, like, I don't ride street bikes that often. And then when they started talking about it, they said it was 70 miles one way in the rain. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be raining tomorrow. So that's uh, that's another interesting factor thrown in the mix but uh how did you get uh invited to this or or involved in it um i don't know i, I do a little bit of everything these days you yeah, know yeah, so a um, marketing partner right not, not uh I, I i consider myself a marketing tool um but yes um, emphasis on tool yeah <laughs> right yeah i know so just um Got the emails. Hey, we have a you know, new R three mm-hmm. uh, launch in Oceanside, and um, you know, they asked me if I wanted to be. I said, "Yep, no yeah. problem. I'll be there." Yeah, it's funny. So. Is, is I got the invite from uh, Marks to Michael, and I'm like, "Why are they inviting me to a street bike launch?" <laughs> editor of a dirt bike magazine. <laughs> so, but Yamaha is super good to us. You know, they sponsor the the race series and and all that. So I was like, "Oh well." I, Maybe. So I called Mike Ulrich, who's my dirt contact at Yamaha. And I'm like, hey, why did I get invited to this thing? And he's like, oh, well, it's, it's a new bike and it's exciting. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll do it if you can get RV to come because then there's a dirt aspect to it. So maybe it's my fault. So is that why I'm here? Maybe that's Oh, why. Don. Yeah, Don. That's uh, all right. <laughs> no, it should be fun. It's uh, um, We might peel off and you know, take some photos otherwise, you know, other places, but we'll see. We'll just, we'll just kind of cruise along and, you know, we'll see if we get the full 70 in. Yeah. Well, well, 140, right? 70 well, I'm miles saying, away. Well, if we can just go maybe like yeah, 35. Yeah. Well, there's a coffee out, shop yeah, at so. 35 miles. No, I think 50. So 50? we we have to go. Yeah, we have, we'll do, we'll be doing a hundred at least. Yeah. So how much, uh, how much road riding have you done in the past? Uh, not a ton. Was able to do, um, one track day at Chuckwalla. Um, which was which was cool, but it was the first time on a you know that type of bike, and then say here you go, go on track day. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I was able to actually go to um, um, the Yamaha Champions Riding School in New Jersey, which was actually I was like, ah, oh, really? You know, they wanted me to do it, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, you know, the word school. I was like, oh man, come on, like I don't know, sit in class, you know, do the, no, not really class, but right, you know, you know, you gotta listen, learn, and stuff, and. It actually was really, um, even for a moto guy like me, that's mm-hmm. decent. Um, decent. Yeah, you know, uh, it was it was interesting to, to listen to him and actually learn, you know, yeah. some, some key things. Maybe I only took about three of them away from the school or the class, but I took three key things and we went out and we, you know, rode and did two days of it and it actually was a big, mm-hmm. big help. So, so not a lot take, of time. Did you take a class and learn principles before you got on the track? We were able to do a little bit of both, which was good because, you know, it still kept, you know, somebody like myself interested in it to a yeah. certain extent, so right? Did so did you get to ride on the track? Yeah, lots of ride time. No, but before you took instruction? Well, no, yeah, they so they came basically into the, 
um, you know, classroom and say, here's the deal. This is what we do. This is, you know, you know, figure out what your group is. And, the, yeah, they wow. would they would take you, take you out fairly fairly soon to the to the course, yeah, to the track to keep you interested, right? So yeah. even a so guy like you, myself was, was interested. Did you do anything goofy? Because, like, years ago I took a Team Suzuki Endurance School at Pomona, and they let us ride before we did anything, and I was, like, flying into the inside lines. <laughs> And downshifting and chirping the rear tire. I think that's why they probably didn't let us out right away. <laughs> they gave us the, you know, just the the quick 36-second intro and, like, yeah. this is what you don't do, Don. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, did, did you pick it up pretty easily, though? Because, I mean, for me, the whole sweeping wide, going tight, and counter-steering and all that, it was, like, a lot what, taken. So, this, you know, outside, inside, that, that that's, I feel, how I kind of rode, you yeah. know, motocross. Yeah. But yeah, you'd see like trail braking with the you know when which we do a little bit, which we don't call that. Just drag the front brake is what a motocrosser would say. Yeah, I think you know they. I believe they use the you know call you know or so when they talk about it, they talk about trail braking with the front and and it really pulls like. But it's a lot of front brake, like way more than we would use mm-hmm. um, on a dirt bike. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, we kind of do that. Drag the front brake. No, no, this is like those those you know big heavy bikes at that speed. They only turn with. Obviously, leaning them, but you know the front brake—it's yeah. a, a massive amount of front brake. Um, but it was very interesting. Can you drag both your knees? I, I my pucks do have a just a, a little bit, scuffs. yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, and that was a, towards the end of the second day. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool getting to do something different. Um, so, dude, how is uh, how is uh, marketing slash ambassador life? Yeah, I, I, I would say. From my point of view, like when, when you parted ways with Cowie and you went to Yamaha, it was like a big surprise and everything, but I think Yamaha scored with you. I think you're doing an awesome job with them, and you seem to be having a lot of fun. Yeah, actually, like I said, um, kind of down, you know, didn't really get into it, but down in the intro, I was like the partnership with, uh, with Yamaha. At first, I was like, you know, a little bit, you know, I didn't, I mean, new company, was with the company for so long, and then decide to... Uh, you know, make the switch, um, and then completely going from, you know, uh, uh, an athlete to an ex-athlete at the same company, then going to another place as a, you know, as I call myself, a marketing tool, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as I was like, "Ah, what am I going to, you know, what am I into? But I got to Yamaha, got like, you know, introduced to everybody, here's your boss, you know, essentially. I was like, (laughs) dude, my boss was rad. Martin was, uh, you know, um, he made it super fun and now I have, you know, and, and also Mike Ulrich and I now basically I'll be dealing with more of, of Mike, um, uh, you know, and, and so I'm looking forward to the second year. So it's been really fun previous to this. We did a lot of things, a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll try to keep it going. Yeah. It, it seems like, well, I mean, everybody said it, but you're having so much fun being around motorcycles now. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, change of pace and, and like I said, just being able to do, you know, different things. And we ended up moving back to California, uh, I think it's almost two years ago now. So, um, that got me back in the mix and got things, you know, kind of going again. So, Hey, how's the, uh, how's the coffee shack doing up there without you? Actually. So when we ended up selling it, uh, we sold it to some close friends of ours, family friends of ours, um, but when we sold it, we already knew that the, where it was sitting had to be moved. We had to move the coffee shop. So oh. we, you know, we let them know that, but they actually had a place right up the road 
already so they end up you know sticking it on there because it's a house it's a trailer basically right it's literally yeah. these coffee shacks you've seen them so then you get they just plop it on the ground you know get everything set up and it's doing better that where it was or where it is now than it was so is it a location thing or location yeah i think um so it's in between two naval bases and and in two towns so yeah. and other than that that's a and pm or that is the only thing really in between the towns so it wasn't a bikini barista, though, right? No, it wasn't. No, Dude, how, come on. How, those things are popular up there, right? I mean, I've gone through them a couple of times, <laughs> but no, they are. They're 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 um they're popular. Yeah, it's uh, so like I've never been to one, but I've heard about them, and they pop up on your Instagram feed, right? Uh, how does it work? You you drive through, and there's just a chicken a bikini making your coffee. I think they have like pasty Tuesdays, or you know this, <laughs> you know they have the you know it's like. You know, two dollar beers. You know, this, this is the time and the place. Oh. Yeah, they have all kinds of different things. Oh, you it's, can buy beer and coffee. No, no. Oh. I'm just saying it's like a yeah. you know a two dollar beer. So it's like they have a Tuesday two dollar two dollar beers, right? So yeah. they have different you know themes going on. But yeah, it's fuck, I don't the know. You thong just, Thursday. Yeah, exactly. See, he, he's got it. But you just <laughs> yeah, you drive in and they're whatever day it is, they're wearing whatever they're wearing or not wearing anything. Yeah. So I'm sure the tips are well, why fairly do you think decent. That, why do you think that those exist in the Pacific Northwest? But like, I don't know because here. it's always raining and cold. Well, if it's also like I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't know why. Yeah. It seems like they're in. I'm sure we could get one downtown Compton. I mean, I don't know. More of sketchy <laughs> well, places. See, That's kind of where they're at. There's kind of like Paulsville Silverdale doesn't have any of them. No. No, Bremerton does though. Okay. So yeah. it's like I don't know. Maybe a and town they city. In, they have them in Portland, right? Yeah, certain parts of places. Yeah, yeah they're all over. I, I saw one once. We were, no, no, uh, you. I think you went through one. No, you, no, no. I saw one. I wanted to go, but I was with like the big like bus of Fox people because like they had an intro at the Lumberyard. Did you ever ride there? No. So there's this called? place called the Lumberyard, and it's an indoor mountain bike park. It's oh, okay. all wood ramps and everything. It's pretty sick. <laughs> Never been there. <laughs> so, all right. So we're. Uh, we're back in California. You're ambassadoring. What, what do you think was the funnest thing you did in the past year with Yamaha? Would, would it have been the straight rhythm or Monster mm. Cup? Or? Um, you know, I don't. Washougal was a, the 125 race at Washougal was 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 a lot of fun. We drove the van up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you had to yeah, you yeah, got Chase. to see some of the footage, yeah, with Chase. So um, that was a lot of fun. Straight rhythm, straight rhythm was 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 fun. Um, yeah, I, those are probably the two two big ones mm-hmm. on, on my list. Yeah, that were that were good. Yeah, so for the Washougal trip, dude, those videos that we had like killed it. They did really good. Yeah, did they actually? I mean, I've seen that they. I think they did pretty good on YouTube or whatever because yeah, the boys see the van, so the van they see in the driveway. So they're like, van, we gotta watch that one, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, we gotta watch the same one that you don't like once you get into it. It's like they just see the van. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think they did okay. It was fun. It was a good trip. So. Getting back to your roots like that, that was fun to go race, pit out of a van, tune the bike. Were you tuning the bike yourself? No, was Tanner was there. Tanner yeah, was Tanner there. came down. Yeah, yeah. Tanner and, and his dad came down. Cool. So. Did you win that race? I won Washougal, yeah. Second at Hangtown. I edged yeah. out Will both times. Yeah, yeah. Will Actually, won. Will got fourth at Washougal. <laughs> you would think Will would go good on 125 because he's so little. Yeah, I know. Little guy. So who who won Hangtown then? Was it that Carson? A, no, Aiden Tierro. Oh, the, the current amateur badass kid. Right? Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Currently. So what was it like riding a 125? Like, 
No, it was a. They, hey, those races are cool. Um, hopefully, they stick around. You know, as long as they don't get too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, four laps, five laps, it's plenty, right? So for for us guys that don't do any, don't really ride that much, but race is cool. It's a lot of fun. It brings up guys like myself, Brownie. You know, Will. Mm-hmm. You know, then you get young kids in the mix. So it's like you know, it's it's a. Uh, for me, I'm able to just go do it and still get behind the gate and have fun. And Washuga was cool because I, you know, road tripped up, you know, put it out of the van. Like I, I actually slept in the van four days in a row um, there. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it was, it was, a, it was a good weekend. Good fun. Wait, did you, did Chase have to spoon with you on a bed one night? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, have you slept with a guy before? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, right. So uh, I say, there's your bed, Chase, because you're not sleeping with the guy that's seven foot tall. Yeah, massive, right? So um, you, there's no. You, I mean, you can try. There's it, no room over there. The seven foot tall guy is the one that had like the horse or the unicorn helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was massive? It? it was a mask. Mask no, of no, a horse. Uh, no, a bald eagle. A bald owl. Bald eagle. Awesome. Eagles landed. So I have to say, I'm disappointed that you didn't say the highlight of your year was the. The Transworld Motocross Transit. I still have that shirt. Huh? The good, shirt? That's yeah, good seen shirt. It's a good shirt. And I, uh, no, I do have the socks, though. The yeah, sock the guy socks. socks. The wool socks. Well, those and the black ones. I got two sets. Yeah. So, all right. So, you made your vet class debut with uh, Transworld Motocross at the Trans Am. It's kind of a cakewalk for you, but, like, like, honestly, was there ever a second when you were, like, worried that you might not win? I don't know about not win, but I like think to have to work at hard. Jeff Loop, I think, actually got second that day, mm. both days. And I was like, God, could you just be a, like a little bit slower? And then I would have a – because I was looking. You know, I was, he was like, God, this guy still like rips. You know, yeah. like um, I think he probably rides more than I do. But I was like, you know, I was like, geez, I just was here to drink beer and like ride a little bit, not ride a lot and drink a little beer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's right. what it was. I was like, this guy's keeping me, you know, somewhat honest. So – you're a vet now like we the way we scored that was like it was kind of like cycling where it's like you get to race in the year you are at the end of the year so yeah the you actually amateur turned, rules or whatever however you, it you works you turn 30 like a couple months after the transit but you're legitimately 30 years old now like yeah i'll be 31 in august what does it feel like waking up as a 30 year old now as opposed to your 20s a lot different <laughs> Yeah, a lot different. Um, I mean, I basically, I think the easy. I mean, I don't know about for you, but you think about a lot more things, uh, you know, throughout the day. And in, I think when you're, you know, that 20, 18, 20, 21, 22, 23, yeah. you just kind of, you know, roll with it and cruise and, you know, shit somehow gets handled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think it's, uh, yeah, you just think about things differently and, and, and more often. At, yeah. at an older age at this point yeah it's not like i'm sitting here hobbling around so because i still do do all right with that so maybe it will i don't know we'll see so how much do you how much time do you spend riding and or being active these days i, mean, I know um, it's probably it's probably a good exercise chasing after the twins but yeah i i mean uh, i was you know riding quite a bit before um getting ready for um the 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 uh, Sydney and, and Auckland race. But, mm-hmm. um, other than that, I haven't done a whole lot since, since then. And, um, just trying to get back, kind of back into it, riding a little bit, just haven't had a lot of, you know, 
uh, urge to go out and ride supercross or or, yeah. or anything at this point other than off-road like trail stuff like mm-hmm. i actually just ordered a wr from uh, yamaha and i'm gonna build that and start yeah, riding we're some talking about that you're gonna single track it. stuff yeah do some single track stuff and and have something that's street legal in case you got to get on the road so mm-hmm. that stuff has always been interesting to me and fun so is that uh, style of riding you did much when you were younger or is that not a lot never got to do so? yeah how maybe that's why i like it because it never you know kind of liked it or liked it and never got to do a lot of it but mm. um my grandpa and my uncle had a group of guys they used to go to, with and ride um in tahuya in in port orchard so mm-hmm. I, a couple times i ever got to go out there it was just a lot i was on an 80 at the time and it was just a lot of fun and yeah the, it's like kind of like, it's like you got i don't know deep sea fishing where it's just in the middle in the water and all you see is water or you fly fish you know it's you got scenery when you trail ride rivers you know streams that you cross it's yeah that's kind of how i look at it nice so you're talking about building that wr up and then riding up in washington then right or are you gonna... wherever yeah there's a lot of i mean there's there's a lot of awesome riding here in southern california mm-hmm. up into northern california i mean wherever kind of you know whatever some wherever i have something to do or or a shoot or make some content whatever so yeah, i'll be able to go you know different multiple places you need to hit up old simon cudby for some upshift upshift, upshift yeah shift and uh, adventure we're already adventure talking tips, yeah. all right yeah oh yeah we're already we're already get, <laughs> we're already getting after it yeah nice. so you'll see me on upshift soon hey uh as a, a rider of your caliber is it like you're you're so good at and efficient at it, is it hard for you to ride, like physically? Like is it or is it just you're so good at it, it's easier to get on and ride fast, or is it tiring? Oh no, it's tiring. I mean, um, I think the first thing that you notice is obviously your heart rate. If when you're not you know fit, you you um, you go out and you start to just try to sprint, your heart rate goes through the roof. But uh, for me, that what I notice now, uh, you know, is I had probably a lot of people have seen and I wore wrist brace for quite a few years, taped my wrist a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, now, for whatever reason, I get mad, like a lot, a lot of arm, bad arm pump in my right arm. Yeah. For you know, don't know why, because never I grew up and raced professionally, even with all the wrist surgeries and everything, never had arm pump, and now I have it in my right arm. So, um, yeah, heart rate goes up arm pump you know what you know yeah. as fatigue comes in that's more like more like three or four laps in or five laps depending on how how, how hard you're riding how hard you're trying yeah so like if you wanted to though like how long would you say you would need of like serious training to get back to race because i mean you know how to train obviously and your body, I would assume, has like some sort of muscle or fitness memory. Memory, yeah. Like if, like, like, what's today? The fifteenth, right? The fifteenth. How long would you need to get in shape, like, to say go race a national? Oh, I mean, it, two months. Say my. Oh, I mean, that's two months if you're in like good mountain bike shape. Mm-hmm. say not riding shape right so um at you know a guy like myself i'd say six months really before you, you'd go and you'd be like hey i'm gonna be fit i'm gonna be able to ride you know a full 30 plus two or a full 20 minute supercross race you know mm-hmm. um but even then you can be 
super fit and seasoned and still go to and have your off season and still go to Anaheim one and you're probably going to spike your heart rate because mm-hmm. you're not used to that race pace. So, yeah. I mean, shit, you got to go do a couple races, three, you know, couple, two, three, four races before you're kind of even into that comfortable race, you know, fitness, which yeah. is, you know, higher than, hey, I'm fit and I can do 20 minutes, no problem at the, at the, at my track or test track, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Race pace, race scenario is much different. Yeah. But was it harder for you to get your heart rate as high, like doing exercise as it was racing? Because like depend on the, there's adrenaline involved, they get your heart rate more. Yeah, I, I mean you always have a a little bit of that. Like I've looked at my heart or my heart rate monitor on on the line um, one time or so, and yeah, just sitting there before the, I don't even know if the bikes were running, but it was like 140 just sitting there, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some adrenaline in there for sure, but you know you. Certain exercises for me, I could get my heart rate, you know, as high, um, you know, as racing. And what was more tiring, uh, supercross or motocross? Was it different? Different, but I think definitely motocross because there's a lot of areas where you can potentially, you know, take breathers, Mm -hmm. uphills, um, as long as they're not, you know, too rough or there's no, you know, like Horsepower Hill now has some rollers in it. So you got to kind of work the bike there, but... I don't know. Other than that, I think there's a little more areas to rest with, in, motocross. W- in motocross. So supercross is tougher. I think on your on your on your lungs or on your motor, yeah. Yeah, but would you say motocross is more tiring on your muscles and your body? Yeah, it's probably a little harder on your body. <clears throat> yeah. So, what do you do these days? Uh, we have the, you know, the kids are wide open right now. They're like, uh, two and three months, two and four months. So, um, full time on that. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, I have, I actually haven't done a, done a whole lot since my dad passed away, just been kind of cruising and, you know, trying to get back to some normality. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, the kids are, are, you know, a full handful. Yeah. It's been funny that, you know, like obviously people can watch your kids grow up through your Instagram and social media. But like, it's funny. Cause like my kids were both grown before social media popped up and stuff. It's so like, is there a fine line that you have to decide to walk? Like with like letting the public see your kids and or being private about it? Or is it, I mean, I think it all depends on, on, you know, who you, you know, or what you're posting. Yeah. But I think, you know, most of us that, uh, I mean, you know, with the amount of followers I have, I, I still think that, you know, I'm sure maybe there's a couple creeps out there. Yeah. But I think most of our, the people that are following me are, are you know, the moto community. Yeah, hardcore fans. Are, and the moto community, are, I, you know, most of people are, are good people and yeah. motorsports fans and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't post anything, try not to post anything that may be, you know, weird here or there. But yeah. But yeah, everything is what you're doing now, and and as human beings, we want to know what's going on now, yeah. right now on Instagram. Just refresh, refresh, right? So, um, it gets bad. Like my little one, uh, one of the ones is he he really digs the iPad, but yeah, we don't we don't give him the iPad ever. Yeah. He doesn't have one. We don't have one. I mean, we have one, but we don't. They don't have it. Period. Yeah, because he gets weird with it. 
You don't. What do you mean gets weird? Like falls down the YouTube. No, no, he just. Orbit? No, he just he he gets he wants it. Oh, to transfix. Yeah, like it. That's what he has to have. Yeah. Zoned on that thing, and if he doesn't have it, he's gonna throw a fit. <laughs> so. Nice. The times we do have to give it to him in dire need situations, we also take it away right away as yeah. soon as as soon as we're out of it. Yeah. The, the funniest thing I saw on social media with a kid was, do you know do you know Sleater Mike Sleater? Yeah. Yeah. He he posted a, a video of his kid like having a tantrum, and his kid is all, "You're the meanest dad ever." <laughs> it's just. It was pretty funny, I thought, because he was his big thing was like, "We're not perfect," you know. Oh, nobody it, is. You know, so he was he was broadcasting that, and I, was, I got a kick out of that. No, no, nobody's perfect. It was pretty good. So, so the kids, they, uh, the few times I've seen them, they look like they have like completely different personalities. Completely different personalities look completely different, um, but yeah, they're. Um, so does one of them act more like? Yeah, one of them, one Kristen, like the one that looks like Kristen acts like Kristen, and the one that's me, yeah, totally, <laughs> fucking totally. No way. Yeah, it's crazy. So how are they? I see they're on. They're, are they on Stasics already? Yep, they're they're riding those. Yeah. So what do you think of the Stasic? That's pretty badass. It's like well, one of those things where you're like, dude, I didn't have that when I was a kid. No, totally. I've told people that. I was like, fuck, you, you know, you gotta have a you know real you know dirt bike, you know, yeah. gas powered, you know. So this is like. Hey mom, can you plug my drill battery in and yeah. and can we go ride or take it off the charger and can we go ride? So yeah. for neighborhoods and like you know we live in a neighborhood and you know, they can ride it right out in front of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's just another thing that's going to elevate the sport. Yeah, evolution of the of it. You know it's just Definitely. like I think kids are kids are riding earlier. Yeah, well, they know the throttle already. Exactly, and they're just getting on earlier and things and that and they're exposed to so much more things. You know through instagram social media seeing kids you know or guys or men or you know professionals ride you know dirt bikes and skate and do this that they're just doing they're just they're learning it on their own yeah from watching it yeah so are the kids uh like i think i asked you early on like are you gonna let them ride or and you're like what if they want to ride but at this point, do any of them, either of them, show promise or a <laughs> desire to promise to do this? Uh, Gage is pretty into dirt bikes, you know. But is he gonna be good? I don't know. He might suck. I don't. I mean, <laughs> you don't know if they're good or not, you know. But he he likes dirt bikes. He's they in. both like dirt bikes, but um, or you know, bikes. Uh, Brax, he if he has if he's not good at it right away, he move on to the next thing. He's got a pretty short short attention span, so. But Gage, he'll he'll work out a little bit more, but yeah, they ride them. They want to ride them. Do they know. have PWs already too, or no, 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 no PWs them? yet. I, uh, yeah. I mean, they to- both could totally ride them, but at this point, it's like that. I want them to be decent on the Stasic before I just go put them on one yeah. of those. How I about a regular bike, pedal bike? Do they ride those yet? No, not yet. Yeah. It- it's funny that they're riding something motorized before they learn how to ride a bicycle. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, they're way more coordinated with their hands versus their feet. Yeah, you know, so um, yeah, they're they're already riding them, so we'll see where it goes. Do you ever uh, get scared about that? Like, cause, I mean, stays, no, stays, I mean, I think as a as a unless the unless the kid is adamant and that's all he does is talk about this and doesn't want to do anything else. Yeah. Which is probably the rare few, rare few kids that are out there. Mm-hmm. 
but I think as a parent, you can expose them to, you know, snowboarding, skating, surfing, you know, dirt bikes, off-road, you know, whatever, and, you know, see what ends up, you know, coming of it. And if they end up picking that, you know, I think for me, like I wasn't exposed to a lot of soccer and moto, right? So yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm going to, and, and we end up doing moto. So, you know, and, and moto was better than soccer. They asked me, what do you want to do? I'm like, yeah, I'll go ride dirt bike. So. Mm-hmm. If, if you try to expose them with to a little bit more, they'll have more of an option, you know, yeah. but they still might end up there. <clears throat> what are your thoughts about that, taking the mini dad route? Like your buddies with Nick. I mean, hey, if, if he want if they, if one of them wants to do it, I mean, what, yeah. do, I, what do I say? Like I, I had the same opportunity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, I mean, if he wants to raise, I guess let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I, yeah. th- I thought originally I was like, no way, no way. But I'm like, you know, it's kind of it's cool seeing your kid be able to ride dirt bikes and you know do what you did, and, yeah. and it doesn't matter at the at this point at the level. But you know, even so, just be into the same thing that you were into, and and how long I've been into it, you know, yeah. forever. Yeah. Was there a time when you retired that you thought you'd never want to be around the racetrack or? racing again yeah i mean or, you know even when i was still racing i'm like yeah i'll just you know go away and do whatever but you know ultimately um you know this is i mean been in this industry before i've said i've said this before also but i've been in this industry for so long and and you know most of my life has been inside of this so that, you know family friends you know you know other you know not legitimate family but call, people you call family or people that are really good friends and and just everybody's in here that you know so it's mm-hmm. it's pretty hard to get away you know yeah go out and do something else and then you find also um and it was cool i did a few other things that you know i did some other stuff and you know did some paving um you know just hung out and, and you know work did this that did that type thing um ultimately it does come out it is a pretty cool sport and yeah. it's a cool you know place to hang out if you're even if you're not racing you know it's just mm-hmm. a it's a cool little you know niche that we have yeah, so take the racing pressure and uh, and all that out, and dirt bikes are a lot more fun than you thought it was, right? Yeah, I mean, go, if you ask me, hey, like, how awesome is it to go out and ride, you know, on, you know, say Thursday, Glen Helen or Paula, I'm like, yeah, it's fun to go out and rip, you know, but, like, dirt bike off-road machines are, are fun, you know, so like for me right now and where I sit is I, 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 I want to go trail ride, do a single track, you know, go do, um, you know, go, go see some scenery along, you know, that, that stuff to me is what's interesting and fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the track is obviously what I've done for forever, you know, and I, Dude, I, I couldn't believe probably it end back you. out there. You're a milestone on a Sunday one time. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that. Kind of dangerous even. Could be. <laughs> could be so when you go trail riding i haven't gone yet well well, okay when you see yourself trail riding are you gonna go out and just like pin it and fucking go a million miles an hour no i just want to cruise along yeah like yeah like yeah well no just go cruise along it doesn't matter you know just ride cool areas and see pretty things and and uh maybe hit a you know watering hole on the way yeah you know or midway you know i don't know just just cruise and have you know a good time with you know, buddies or whoever's with us. Yeah. So what about the whole free riding in the hills thing? Like, I I don't know. Did I ever – I don't recall ever shooting with you in the hills. When you no. Were no, we've never shot in the hills. You never did that. So I've gone know, to Beaumont maybe twice in my life. Yeah. So. 
So what about that aspect? Do you, do you would you see that being I mean, fun? Like going out, with going out, yeah, boys? going out with Twitch and those guys would be awesome. Yeah. To get me to jump some of this or any of it, I don't know if I would. Like, I'll I'll ride the the you know I'll ride out there, do the single track, you know, do some of the small little things here and there, and I'll have yeah. the you know the backpack full of beer on my shoulders, you know, like <laughs> jumping the big stuff that they jump. Like I have zero zero, zero interest, interest in that. Zero interest in doing really? it. None of it. Huh? You I know who was really good in the hills that care less there? about doing it. Uh, Chad was pretty good. Yeah, I saw him out there a couple of times. It surprised me, but I mean, I've done some pretty, you know, I've done some cool things, you know, like, like I don't mind, you know, jumping small technical things or whatever, but like big stuff, n- you know, not into it. Like one time on the side of a uh, at the house in Menifee there, where we had the supercross track, mm-hmm. I built this. We used to, actually it was for the pit bikes, mm-hmm. but it was like this little four and a half foot tall, like vert, like kicker ramp, you know, like, yeah. and I have to use Jake as an example cause he was the only one there, but like, it was hard for him to even like kind of get up it. Like he struggled doing it mm-hmm. and like, I could just go up to it and like, it was one of those jumps where you see like you turn the action, the camera sideways to get like the foot kicked out and like the yeah. bike completely, <laughs> this was like fully that way. The bike was like flat. Yeah. You know, like doing stuff like that, I'm, I enjoy doing. But big jumps, no desire to do. Yeah. Hey, you just mentioned Jake. So how about Weimer, like, retires and moves? And, like, dude, he doesn't even own a dirt bike right now, right? Isn't he trying to, like... Uh, uh, I think he just got a Yamaha. Did he? From the local shop, yeah. Okay. But, like, yeah. that, that, dude. Well, I could see him... Uh, being pumped going back there, right? He went back to Idaho, didn't he? Yeah, they went back to Idaho. Or he went back to Idaho. She's not from there. But, yeah, they went to Idaho and uh, his hometown. He's going to – sounds like he's going to get some things rolling with um, maybe some construction stuff or track or something. I don't know. He mentioned a few things, but – Be a farmer, maybe? Uh, yeah, sugar peas, I think, right? Yeah. Um, who knows? Like like I told him, it's, it's awesome. I had to do it, you know, but I went oh. back seeing what I was, you know – you know up against her yeah. you know like trying to get used to and uh we ended up moving back so it was like <laughs> they decided to move and we decided to move back down and i was like oh that's oh, that kind of sucks <laughs> yeah yeah right did uh did you guys ever have the whole uh retirement advice insight conversation uh no not really um Man, I think if Jake could could still make, you know, obviously he's been he's been hurt a lot the yeah. last, you know, 3 4 years. But I think, you know, take out maybe one or two injuries and and you know, things not being as tough, you know, obviously is the road that he got pushed down was a lot, you know, a big part of it was because of injuries, but yeah. It's not like he doesn't like to doesn't love to race, you know, yeah. like I think he'd be lined up still out there if he was on a, you know, decent team, decent bike, making decent money. Yeah. But there's a point in time where you, you you get in his position and it's like, the risk isn't worth it. well, is the risk, re, 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 you know, he probably could still make, you know, decent money racing, but is it is it worth the risk, you know? Yeah. So you yeah. kind of got to weigh it out, you know, getting up where he's at, you know, with a child and, and 31 years old. Yeah. He's, he's, old. he's 31. I think he's, yeah, I think he's the same age as my cousin, yeah. Spencer. Yeah, my cousin. It's funny because I kind of had an idea he might be retiring, but then I still thought he might be back because... He and I were talking about him doing the Red Bull race on our on our test bike. Mm-hmm. 
And the next thing I know, he's like, oh, I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I think he would still be out there if things, you know, if it was up to him, you yeah. know, and doing it and, and you know, uh, doing it the way he wanted and making the money that is, yeah. you know, what we all think is should be made for, for guys racing. Definitely. Hey, what do you think about, uh, like, dude, why are some guys so unfortunate with injuries? And then, like, what do you think – you did that allowed you to be so successful and have limited injuries i mean part of it's putting yourself in a good position part of it is 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 uh you know just being smart also just while riding mm-hmm. um we are riding machines so they they also have a, a tendency to break yeah. that's out of your control right so um and then there's the racing factor of it when people also sometimes get injured and, uh, like, I think, you know, bottom line, there is bad starts that are going to happen and you get put in bad positions, but you try to, when you get put in those, you try to be as smart as you can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you still can't avoid it. Yeah. But um, it's just being a, a professional athlete and trying to manage those those risks and put yourself, number one, in the right position. Yeah. You know, it's funny, as, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about it, and, like, you actually did have quite a few injuries. Like, you struggle with your wrist and then the knees. Yeah, yeah, it had um, struggled with the wrist, but was able to. Um, so, like, I remember when you're on a light spike, you always wore that. Yeah. Wrist brace, right? Mm-hmm. So, did you not have a navicular, or you broke it, or? So I broke it on 80s, and then moved up, and then ended up my second, first or second year, I can't remember, um, was out at Chatfield's place up in Beaumont, riding Supercross, and ended up on crashing. The track. Yeah. <laughs> Ended up crashing and broke my collarbone, but then ended up doing, because I was knocked out. That was one of the times that I was knocked out mm-hmm. and uh, ended up doing an x-ray on a few things and found that, like, the x-ray that happened to be of this arm or wrist or whatever showed that the, the pin that I already had in there mm-hmm. or the screw was, like, the bone was it was loose. Oh. So then I went in for a second surgery. So I dealt with my wrist for quite a few years, but, I mean, um, other than that, I was able to get it pretty fixed before before I went 450, I stopped uh, wearing a wrist brace and taping it towards the end of my career. Mm-hmm. But it was the wrist was a hard. The navicular is one, and if anybody that's broke it, they'll tell you that it's a hard one to, you know, just to get the pain to stop. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, weird, yeah. weird bone. You know, it's funny too. It's like because I've got a wrist. I was supposed to fuse this one, and then a couple of years later, I was supposed to fuse this, and I didn't do either. But you're involved with Mobius now. Dude, that wrist brace is pretty badass. Yeah, that wrist brace is really good. Because it, it, I think it's good because it supports your wrist. It doesn't just keep it from extending. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's resistance when you know is when you start to move your wrist. Like there's other braces out there. Like the, I think All Sport, right? Mm-hmm. It just stops. It has a locking point, yeah. so it doesn't start to slow the the hyperextension or whatever. You know, it doesn't slow that down. So. Um, and it's you know it's small it's easy to put on like it's mm-hmm. it's it's cool looking too. Yeah, the biggest thing is like someone's like you know if I, I if I if I'm gonna wear a neck brace I don't want to have to be dealing with it like that's why like for me I think the the Atlas one is really really good but I'm able to just put it on over my head like yeah. you know it's, it's simple. No clicking. In. Yeah, there's no dealing with anything. You just it's put, like putting on your helmet. It's mm-hmm. One thing that you know you have to have so you just slap it on. Yeah. But it's simple. Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break to uh, hear from the show's sponsors, but we'll be back in a sec. 
Ogeo has been around for three decades, but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we think about gear bags. With never seen before features, like specific storage compartments for your boots, helmets, gear and more, the Ogeo 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross. Visit ogeopowersports.com. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. This offseason, I've been training harder than ever getting ready for 2019, and I've been using Rhino Power supplements before, during, and after my training and has made a big difference, especially the motivation pills. Use Swap Moto as your discount code at checkout for 10% off your purchase plus free shipping on rhinopower.com. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails and the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails or if you want to go a bit further longer and faster they they just brought out a new taser e-bike which is uh, yeah everyone's given the double thumbs up on so head down to your local intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at intensecycles.com check it out guys what's up this is christian craig as a motocross racer being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling and whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. You're back listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast presented by OGO, and I'm here with uh, Ryan Villapoto, obviously. And uh, so we're talking about Mobius and Atlas, and I think there's... a only a few people maybe that know like you're involved with some companies in the industry so alice being one you're you're like a partner in that and mm-hmm. mobius is there anything else and then what else is there and then why have you chosen to take uh that that's like that's yeah that's the main thing really um inside the industry is is um is atlas and um and um and mobius but um you know, like for me, actually, I grew up with the kid that, um, with Brady that designed the neck brace mm-hmm. and he had actually, he, it was on the market, actually Jake wore it before I wore it. Yeah. Um, and a few other guys. And I just told him when, when I thought it was ready to be, to be wore that I was, was up to snuff and I, and I wanted to wear it, I would wear it because, uh, I liked the design of it and liked how it worked, put it on over your head. And finally he was able to get it to a place where I ended up, um, you know, wearing it. And for me, that's, it's like helmet boots. Um, you know, like those are the few things that you don't try to goggles. You don't try to skimp on yeah. those, those items. You know, if for me, I felt like everything that I, those, those items that you have to trust in those ones. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's why we kind of, that's why I went down that, the, down that road. Yeah. 
even as an amateur, you wore that funky neck collar foam. Yeah, that was a six six one. Actually, Eddie Cole. Um, oh, same same guy. That you yeah, with. yeah, that was his. I wore that as uh, I think my my whole AD career. Yeah. So I've I've worn a neck. You know, that's not. Some I wouldn't neck. call that a neck brace, but yeah. that was some type of neck protection we thought back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for a long time. Hey, I've always wanted to ask someone this. So you grew up on 80s wearing a chest protector. Mm -hmm. And when you first came on the scene, you wore one. Why do you guys quit wearing them? Uh, I don't know why. I mean, well, simple is, is the more gear you wear, if this, like, it, the hotter it is. You, know, you yeah. get to a hot, hot race, it's 105 degrees, and yeah. you're just dying, right? Just, just, just wear the least amount. But I don't really know. Like I, I ended up, you know... For me, one of the reasons was it was like, okay, well, I wore actually that neck donut of yeah. Eddie's even then mm -hmm. on Mitch's. And then it was like, all right, well, um, and then Liat came out with their first one. Mm -hmm. And then I started wearing that. I was like, okay, I'm going to either wear one or, one or the other. It's a neck brace or a chest brace because they don't really go well together yeah, if, you, if you've done, yeah. if you've wore any of them. So um, I thought that the the neck braces was was better than than wearing the chest protector because i also was wearing a chest protector with only a front no back yeah so i had yeah. no back protection so i'm like okay it's only for roost well i need to stop being a pussy and just and just <laughs> you know deal with it you know because i had no protection on my spine yeah so it's just a roost factor thing so that's yeah. why that's 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 how it all started for me okay. did you ever in your career wear a kidney belt uh on 80s a little bit i did yeah, yeah. So my, why did kidney belts go away? Because I mean, uh, dude, I don't know. Should we try? Should we do a test and try it? <laughs> well, I used to wear a kidney belt because it held my stomach. <laughs> I don't know why. But, but like, dude, no one even really makes one anymore. I mean, a couple companies still make them, but man, in the back in the day, everyone wore them. Remember, McGrath used to wear one like so high it was it was above his belly button, you know. Yeah, it's like one of those things that chicks wear that suck to all the stuff, you know. Oh, all the spanks? Yeah. Or no, the one, the, the real the old Western ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you think it helps? See, back then, Like, what's I the theory behind it? Like Back then, I thought that, like, it kept my insides from juggling around, right? And, like, then as I got fatter, I thought, oh, it'll hold my stomach in and I won't look as fat. But then they kind of went out of style, and I got used to not wearing one. Do they even make them anymore? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think there's only like, I, I think EVS makes one still. So no gear companies even make yeah, them? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think Fox even makes one anymore. Thor doesn't make one. I know Answer doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't well, know. yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know. What this... my, I have this Goonie buddy, Hoppa. He still wears one. I think it's... uh. HRP or some shit. Uh, they they had tight chest protectors. <laughs> I always wanted one of those chest protectors. HRP flat jack. The, yeah, the one with the chrome shoulders. The chrome shoulders, yeah. Always. I had one. one with like a green chrome shoulders. Yeah, I wanted the blue one. <laughs> Never got one. Uh, I think I ended up getting the chrome one. Yeah. I did. <laughs> hey, looking back on your career, what was your favorite gear set? Like, what was your tightest look? Mm. To be honest, the one that pops in my head right now, just off the top of my head, is is the all black Thor stuff with the with the um, Alpine Stars, um, the RV two color Alpine Stars, the yeah, like, yeah, fluorescent, yeah, the white and fluorescent yellow. Yeah, white, yeah, black no yellow. black, 
yeah black, with black with fluorescent and then the a stars logo was in white mm -hmm. and then there was the black like full black set of thor gear yeah that was yeah. that was probably and then the helmet with the yellow the hel the yellow was in the helmet also so you had like <clears throat> it seemed like williamson was posting a new i had a lot of helmets like every week no ap or, yeah ap i'm sorry sorry alex ap come on ap yeah. i got your back but was there one that stood out like as your favorite ap did I, mean, I don't know if i don't know if ap really liked me or if it was mikey that had the in there but yeah they he did a lot. we did a lot of helmets no, the like one that stands out to me was that one that had the uh the sky needle on it and the space needle the space bro. needle sky and needle the, and the fir trees and the yeah that was the uh seattle one yeah that, one yeah, was bad that one's cool i have that one upstairs you yeah. still have that yeah yeah how much stuff did you keep i wish i would have kept more yeah yeah, kids, people keep – like like we kept – my mom and dad kept a lot of stuff. But like for me, like I don't know. It comes so fast at you and, and what your career does. But also too, you get so much gear and shit and you're like, fuck, what am I going to do with all this shit? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, if I could advise anybody, keep at least five sets of gear and, and your helmets, yeah. you know, throughout each season. You save like – Special sets of gear, like I save special of sets of gear, and I have, and I have, you know, quite a few helmets. Mm -hmm. But you could always have, you know, more. I know yeah. there's helmets that I've traded for this and for that and whatever, <laughs> you know, like. But then, um, I mean, at one point when they were just the M Claw Monster helmets. I mean, if they're just a black one, then yeah. yeah. But even then, you you'll even have... then you'll turn around now and you're like, you. Fuck, I wish I had that black. You know, it just adds. You know, it's like you know, add like fuck. I got 20, 20 helmets, twenty one, twenty two. Shit, if I wouldn't have gave those four black ones away, I'd have 25 helmets, 24 yeah. helmets, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think McGrath has a M helmet. M MC has a, his collection's awesome. Yeah. Just are of you, stuff. Uh, are you going to put shit on display like that? or Do you have a room like well, that? Well, first off, I don't have a house to, to, to do that, like like an attic like that, or upstairs or yeah. whatever. Um at my at my mom and dad's house, we they actually uh, so I when we moved, I brought my three PC bikes and mm -hmm. I mean, actually every trophy that I have still, mm -hmm. um, other than I brought my um, my four Supercross trophies to California. Yeah. Um, other than that, everything's at my mom and dad's house, and oh. um, uh, they built like a collage of stuff. Other than I have a bunch, I have I, I think maybe. 14 jerseys that are framed and stuff and some mm -hmm. photos and whatever but and the championship rings and all that i have that at the house but yeah. um other than that like sh they have all the like other cool and bikes and trophies like all the you know real good stuff how many complete bikes do you have um my mom and dad have three pc bikes and then i think and then eldon has my 2011 um supercross bike and then i think i have two more so six. Mm -hmm. So with that, does the team just automatically give them to you after you win as a bonus for your title, or do you have to ask for them? No, that's it's like I guess an unwritten rule. I don't I don't know. Like, yeah. do, do they all get like drained of chemicals and made so that they won't run? I actually I said that, and then um, up at the memorial, Nick was like, "No, fuck these, these you know these." And he started like not kicking them over, but like you know cycling them, and I think. Two of them, or no, two of them were, no, two of them cycled and one of them didn't, I don't think. 
It's like they took shit out of the inside. Well, they might have needed it. Who knows? Like, yeah. you know, depending on when they built it or if it was the same or whatever, right? So, I yeah. don't, but for me, it doesn't matter. Like, they're just, but yeah, they're just, they're just art pieces, <laughs> you know? All right. You talked about your favorite kit. What was the worst kit you had to wear that you were like bummed that you had to wear it? Like, do you want Nate? I don't know. There was one kit that was kind of busy. I thought it was red, red, blue, and white or something. Uh-huh. That was I don't. I only wore it a couple times, but yeah, it was. I don't know. There's no. I don't have a you name have, for did it. Did you get to choose what you wanted to wear? Or did the gear guys? Just no, I was just whatever. Like I think there was only one time me and Andy got in an argument. Uh, <laughs> he wanted you to wear something. No, I was well. Alpha Stars wanted me to wear the RV boot. Oh. and it didn't match the gear mm. and i said and i basically i don't know andy wasn't in the truck but some you know he was off to because he did a couple other people at the time you know yeah he doesn't work for only me or th- you know he works for a bunch of other riders too also and he's out you know doing you know doing gear or whatever and i'm like i told somebody i said i'm not wearing this fucking gear i'm not wearing it. i'm not wearing this gear it doesn't match the boots yeah I'm not wearing it. i'm not gonna look like a you know so yeah so we so i didn't wear it and i think he got his ass chewed a little bit by somebody but um but yeah so i wasn't gonna not match you know i needed to match somewhat yeah yeah they so like but i was pretty easy back to the gear it's pretty easy i'd wear whatever just throw it on the bench and this stuff's ugly and he's like yeah well we gotta wear it i'm like (laughs) all right like i was yeah it didn't matter you know what i like i like that black Thor gear that had the really small polka dots on it, remember? Yeah, yeah the polka dot gear. We, we, I think we, we did a cover in it at my yeah. at my house, yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny about that cover shot? I was at Walmart with my kids one night, and in the kids section, they sell, like, T-shirts to say, like, soccer, and I have a picture of a soccer player on it with, like, a toy attached to it. There was this green T-shirt that said, Motor X, and it was a picture of you, Oh, yeah. And there's a toy of a transformer on the hangar. And I was like, oh, these motherfuckers. I'm suing that shit it. out of Walmart. And I got, I bought it. And I took it to my lawyer buddy. And he looked at it and he goes, oh, they changed it like 15%. You, you, you got nothing. But yeah, they, they would you Would you have gave me some of it? Oh, we would have split it. Oh, okay. Good. good. Well, yeah, I don't think so. How about bikes? What was the worst bike you rode that you made work i do essentially well no i mean essentially my basically that that chassis that i mean it changed can't remember when that oh 2000 well whatever year it was that i um won like quite a few first motos and lost pretty much every second moto then i came out to unadilla and won went one one is that 11 yeah Yeah. 11 i think so was that that was because the chassis was no good when it got super rough? Well, it was yeah. I well we did decent and I don't even know what we had, fuck I don't know what we got in Supercross or if I was hurt Supercross, but I don't know that was probably the big. But other than that, what I'm saying is is like it was a it was a big deal for outdoors, but for Supercross it wasn't it wasn't huge. But mm-hmm. it was you know it was like one of those deals that was made I don't know maybe a twenty percent change. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a whole new chassis where it was like oh my god this thing's way different. So. Jake always struggled with the bike, and then I'm like, well, I wasn't super picky, and I rode with I, – I tested and rode what they gave me. Like I didn't 
try to re-engineer anything. I'm not an engineer. That's not what I do. I ride, right? So yeah. I suspension guy did what he did, and, you know, chassis guy did what they did, and I tried not to, you know, I'm not. that's not my job. So yeah. tell them the feedback, and they, and they fix it, and if they can't fix it, well, then maybe the technician's bad. I don't know. Yeah. But um, when I came back to – and I rode Monster Cup that one year for practice yeah. and didn't race. Right? It was like I was already retired. Mm-hmm. That was a big bike change, like full chassis change and everything. And I was like, wow. I came back and rode it. I was like, dude, this thing turns way better. Like it's so much better than the bike that I just got done racing. Yeah. Like that was – I never got to race one that was like a huge difference from my, my 450 one career. Is, yeah. So I don't know if it was good or bad. <laughs> do you, do you, Jake told me one time, he's like, he was struggling with a bike. And he's like, dude, that, I, I don't like it. But I complain about it. And they go, <laughs> RV wins on it. <laughs> Did you ever? I've never seen that or heard that. But I'm, I mean, <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, so nowadays, uh, you're riding a production YZ450F. Um I mean, it's, it's funny. Just think like five years ago, if you told us, oh, you could change the power band with your phone, you know, you probably wouldn't believe it, right? But like, how does just riding a production bike with help from Mitch now compare to bikes you raced? And is this production bike even better than some bikes that you raced earlier on? Yeah, I mean, that's a little hard question because like I tell people, I said, dude, as a consumer... Um, and, and I haven't rode all the manufacturers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but from, from what I see that out there and price and, 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 the, and things that I hear out on the street, right. It's like, I rode my, my 18 Yamaha, uh, 450 for, I don't know, I think I put 25 hours on it mm-hmm. total, which isn't a big number, but at my, at my pace and what I do to a bike is, is a lot more than most. Mm-hmm. Dude, I didn't change a, a chain roller or a chain slider. Really? Um, you know, I didn't even crack the head on it. Like, mm-hmm. that's the one I raced it at your race. Trans Am. Yeah. Trans Am. Um, I just rode the thing. So, yeah. from like a consumer standpoint, parts-wise, um, it's awesome. But also, too, I, when I got on it the first time I got on I was like, wow, this thing's like really good. Yeah. So, from a once again, from a consumer standpoint... A really good consumer. If you call me, if I went out and bought a bike at a like, if I was racing, you know, you know, just local stuff, mm-hmm. handles great, awesome. Um, you know, to go put it at you know Supercross pace, don't know, can't yeah. tell you anything about it. I haven't raced it in that condition, but I have rode it, you know, in the past, pretty fairly recently, and I know that it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Was there ever a point in your career when you secretly tested something else, like to potentially switch teams? I mean, I know that shit no, never. I never did. You were just always never. They always renewed you right away. Never did. I, you know, that doesn't mean I didn't jump on, you know, Kenny's bike yeah, one yeah, time. You know, but it wasn't for. This was, you know, mid season. Yeah, just for fun, right? <laughs> you know, when it was early, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, never did. Never had that. Never had the opportunity to. Really? Yeah. Because was always locked in with Cowie, like you know, fairly early. Yeah. So then when you really did get on the YZ450 the first time, it was kind of like. Well, because it was weird because I, that's, I used to get the, you know, the, you know, that, like I rode Yamahas and Yamaha 80s for a lot of years and you get a brand new Yamaha and you look at the fender, the color of it, like it's, it's, it's like 
bright. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's just dark blue, bright color at the same yeah. time. And I was like, get on it again. I was like, fuck, I haven't seen this in a long time. Because yeah. I used to, I, that's what my, yeah, my dad to. bought Yamahas and my uncle bought Yamaha. Like, we were, we were kind of, you know, and everybody starts on a PW. Mm-hmm. But, but still, it was like, you know, what I remember is, is having Yamahas. Yeah. Huh. So, ah. Uh. How 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 uh, how are, how's things without Dan? Like I mean, is it feeling normal again yet? Cause I know you're pretty turned upside down. Um, yeah, it's it's all right. Like I said, just trying to get um, you know back to some normality um, with it. It's definitely different. You know, it's hard for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, think about think about it all the time, every day. Yeah. I was I was thinking about when I was bringing the elevator to your room. I think I lost my dad at the same age as you, but my dad was way older. You know, he was seventy two, I think, mm-hmm. and he was poor health the whole time. And so I was taking care of him, and I knew it was coming. But it's tough, huh? Like it, it's like you feel. I remember feeling like, how's life gonna go on right now? Like. Yeah, it's 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 definitely weird for sure. Um, you know, obviously, we had some ups and downs, and you know, through through the racing career and and my career, anyways. You know, and and um, you know, definitely there'd be things that I could say that you know I wish we would have either hashed out or you know, you know, maybe uh, both done differently. But um, so there's a huge hole there, you know, that, that obviously there's no, there's no hashing it out anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but lo- I mean, luckily, you know, I have the kids and, and, and my wife that we're, we're very busy with them. So it yeah. keeps me somewhat, you know, occupied with that. So really the one that, you know, is the big, you know, um, you know, focus or concern now is obviously my mom cause she's left with, without him. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just is trying she to, up north or yeah, she's up, she's up, up in Paulsbo. So just trying to make sure that that's, that, you know, things are handled on that end, you know, as, as much as, you know, I can, or she'll let me do. Yeah. So I, I thought it was really cool in your post where you said like things were like the old days recently. So that was preparing for OSX and all that stuff. But, uh, sure seemed like you guys are having a good time together at the straight rhythm. Yeah, who knows? I mean, why everything happened the way it happened, I don't know. You know, my mom will say one thing and, and you know, I can think another. But, um, you know, I mean, you could say that, uh, you know, all that happened, you know, for a reason. And the last – that those last six weeks, you know, because he was up home and I was like, hey, man, I need – it was coming down to crunch time and <clears throat> I hadn't – I had been riding a little bit, but, you know, I was like – I was riding and working on my bike, you know. and yeah or having somebody really work on my bike in the shop at PC. But for me, I'd wash it, you know, change oil, you know, like do just the minor shit like that. So, um, I called and was like, Hey man, I, I like, I was like, dad, I, I don't, I don't have any, um, you know, I was like, Hey, I need help. I'm riding. I'm getting ready. Uh-huh. What do you know? Like I need you down here. It's like, well, when you need, I'm like, I said, I need you down here yesterday. He goes like, when do you, when do you need me? I well, yesterday, <laughs> All right, uh, you know, like let me see, let me, you know, just get some shit, you know, straightened out here, and then, you know, I'll come down. So, I think it ended up being like I don't know, five days or whatever. He ended up coming back to, or coming down, mm-hmm. and then we were together for six weeks. So, 
you could say that that was you know I guess part of the part of the plan. Dude, um, but think about. But now, it was cool. How it was badass. Is it that you got to spend that time with him though? Oh, I mean, I, if you, if you you know who knows I you know how I would feel if I didn't have that right. So, yeah. um, I mean, the only other th- obviously my mom was away from him, so that kind of you know there's it's a double edged no matter what it's always yeah. a double edged sword so um but for me it was you know it it was good i was able to you know get to hang out with them for 6 weeks and um you know we were at milestone on tuesday that i actually ended up bringing the boys that day and then he passed away thursday uh, yeah. wednesday so yeah. yeah i saw him i saw him with you at milestone one day and he was busting your chops <laughs> i was laughing I'm like oh old times yeah, it, it it was it was good. It was um you know, it was it was fun and it was good and and you know, it is what it is now, I guess. Yeah, yeah I I don't think I ever told you this story, but uh <clears throat> was it where did this series start for you when you're on Lights Bike and you're number 51? Was it Florida? No, oh, I it was the first race of the season. Was it you and Trey? No, it was West Coast. Or was it East Coast? Well. It was the year Trey won the title. Oh, that would have been East Coast. Yeah. So it was the East Coast opener. And I think it was Atlanta or something with JG hit me on the wall. The very, they started doing walls that year for the yeah. first time. So I'm in the press box, and Dan walks in and goes, oh, hey, Don. And he sits next to me. We're watching the race together, and we're talking, and the main starts and yeah and you got taken out right at the first race and dan goes god damn it he's all pissed he grabbed my laptop that i was typing on he's all god damn it. it was like he was gonna slam it in the ground all whoa dude and he like ah he gave it back to me and like walked out but i was like i thought that was pretty funny yeah he uh, definitely you know, in the early part, he had, you know, be pretty, pretty hot when shit would happen. Yeah. So, what's up with uh, what's up with your brother? Is he still up north? Yeah, he's up home. Um, you know, uh, just doing mountain bike stuff and racing mountain bike downhill oh, really? stuff. Yeah. So, oh, dude, so you know, locally stuff, you know, local stuff or whatever. But doing doing pretty good. Um, still riding moto on a two stroke. Still has a CR250, yeah. Yeah, because so. when we were trying to do, when we were trying to build yeah. it for Premix 2, he had some uh, somebody on Instagram that was blowing me up. You got to get Tyler in there. Oh, yeah, uh, Danny. It was like his, uh, it was like his agent, <laughs> right? Danny, you're Tyler's agent, yeah. yeah. So speaking of agents, how's old Mertzi? Yeah, you, you, uh, should... you got teamed up with him after you already retired, right? Yeah, after I was retired, yeah. And so Sports Syndicate got bought out by Wasserman, so. Yeah. Um, and then I got put with uh, with Mertz. Yeah, how's that working out? You guys, everything's been good. Well? Yeah, we get along good, and yeah. we have a lot of fun together. And um, yeah, if we just you know we just try to uh, you know break records and you know break the Instagram following. <laughs> is there is there a strategy with him on? on no, we just do what's tight. We just do what we just do what we want to do, really. Um, got to watch our P's and Q's a little bit, but we, we to be honest, it just kind of just, it, it all just kind of just happens. We, yeah. we don't, you know, watch it too much. We just try to, 
you know, be fun because it was so for so many years I was one way and, and you know, now I, you know, definitely want to be, you know, don't want to be offensive, but want to also have fun. Yeah. So uh, talk about your uh, your agent teammate, uh, Hunter Lawrence. He's all pumped up. He, he says you are his childhood hero. I've seen that. He sent he goes he, he said something, a quote out of it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <clears throat> and then he sends a photo of, of what you guys or what you wrote in the deal. Yeah. And I was like, um, all right. You spelled it wrong, though. Yeah, so tight is T-Y-T, I guess, mm-hmm. the way you spell it? Yeah. I don't spell it. I mean, I spelled it that way, but I didn't come way. up with that. Adam Waheed did. Oh, Waheed. Yeah. Waheed did, yeah. Or somebody did in that group. So I'm uh, I'm going live on Instagram so oh. people can ask a couple questions, Good. right? So there's all these people joining and giving thumbs up, but no one's asked. Oh, Josh... TRF says, hey, do Daytona. Would you ever come back for a race? No. Um, have the opportunity to, or had the opportunity to, um, you know, maybe do, couple, you know, the triple grounds or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, man, it's a lot of work. It, yeah, was a so lot, it was a lot of work doing what I was getting ready for and, and taking it, you know, as serious as I was, which yeah. was taking it serious, but, but you know, you know di- not dying over it to get – out on a real supercross track and race against these guys now yeah because it was a pretty real possibility right lucas said something like that. yeah no we 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 were talking about maybe doing a um a triple crown or two or oh. all three of them so um but you know that that it, it's a lot of work like just like i said just what i was doing riding four days a week yeah was was, was tough enough you know so Dungey told me a couple months ago that it was a very real possibility he was going to come back. And he said, like, one phone call changed his mind. He didn't allude to what it was, but he, he said he was very close to coming back and racing Supercross again. Did you ever want to come back? And what would keep you from coming back? Is it just the work it? Or is it the pressure of like? Oh, I mean, more than just more than just the work for sure. Um, I mean, but I mean, I never. I could say probably the, the you know once I kind of moved back here and started riding Supercross a little bit more, like I was like you know you kind of still got it you know and and mm-hmm. and then you have and then I have the kids the boys and you know they're you know we'll watch YouTube stuff sometimes and they'll be all into it. And, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to watch, you know, watch that and ride and, and like, well, shit, if they could see me race in a stadium, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you have these bright ideas, you know, when you're <laughs> three beers at home or four beers deep and then you're like, this is pretty cool. Maybe I could come back and do this. And then in the morning you're like, get up to go work out and you're like, ah, no, this is, yeah. I'm cool with what I've got, what I have going. But there was, there was times like, you know, in the last, when I, like I said, when I was around, I was like, Maybe I'll try to come back and race a couple and just yeah. kind of see how it goes. But it's way more than let's just try to race a couple and see how it yeah. goes. Like, isn't it kind of the like if you were going to prepare and get in shape for one race, you might as well do all of them. Thing, yeah, right? yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. So uh, Will War Eleven says I'm digging the '70s stash. Uh, yeah, it's the handlebars. <laughs> is that is that a leftover from uh, November that just never went away? No, I just started growing it out before Anaheim won. Ah, okay. Come oh. on. Hey, MX Unleashed is tight. T-Y-T. T-Y-T. Yeah. Okay, so some questions answered here already. Fu Manchu, how long have you been growing that baby out? That's from uh, my buddy Austin Shot. Right before Anaheim won. 
Right before Anaheim won. That's yep. pretty good. Oh, what else? God, everybody's asking about the mustache, dude. Or do they like it or not like it? Yeah. Well, people like it. Okay, yeah. good. Somebody, uh, did you bring a razor for that Hulk Hogan stash? See? Uh, he didn't like it. Yeah, he didn't like it. I don't know. So who's your pick for uh, Supercross champ? I'm going to say it's too early to, to, to say that, unless you're just really wanting to you know, throw darts at a board. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, oh, Lucas says, uh, I should be there. Cool invite, boys. <laughs> he already knew about this. Don't even go there, Mertz. Don't yeah. even go there. He probably, he's the one that committed you. Yeah, yeah. committed me and doesn't show up. Yeah. Hack job. All right, Coach 12 says, what's your favorite part about retired life? Um, favorite part? I don't know. There's goods and good. There's goods and bads about both. Um, right now, it's it's other than being really busy with the kids, but you know, um, you know, sometimes you want to be a little more busy doing something, um, you know, during the week. For me, I didn't. It's not like I was super. I don't have. I'm not artsy. Don't have a lot of passion about. I'm gonna go out and do woodworking or go out and do this. You know, like certain mm-hmm. things. So, and right now, my 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 goal and passion and what I have and what I put into is with my kids. So it's like, yeah. other than that right now, cause they're so young. Yeah. I'm just, I just cruise, you know, do, do my Yamaha job, do, do what I'm supposed to do. Then keep them happy, keep my other sponsors happy and, uh, and you know, put the rest in the kids. Yeah. So your first child ended up being twins. That's a handful. Do you plan on having more? No, that's it. Mm-hmm. Two. Mm-hmm. You getting snipped? Yep. You've no. Already been oh, no, not yet. Oh, dude. Yep. No, it's over. <laughs> Two. Oh, here's one. Are you gonna do? Uh, you're gonna X Games on the snow bike again? No X Games on the snow bike. Dude, no. That shit is hard, right? You rode one, right? Yeah. It was didn't feel any. Backcountry like though. Backcountry though. That would be fun. Have you done backcountry? No, no. On the oh no, you did ERX. Snowcross. ERX. Yeah. Yeah. How was, hard is it? It was horrifying. <laughs> Like I, I thought I was gonna die a couple times, and I didn't even. Dude, how how bad is it? Like when you get, like it feels like you're cross rutted all the time. All the time, and then it's like hard to get on the thing. How hard was it to ride through the parking lot to get to the track? That was harder than the track. Yeah, I almost fell. I almost fell over. (laughs) They're like, dude, you can't really turn. You just have to like lean the bike over. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I'll take one more. MX Unleashed says. uh, What's your job exactly with Yamaha? I mean, we talked about it earlier. You're, uh, you're... I pretty much do whatever they call me to do. So mm-hmm. side by side, you know, they have the you know uh, the dirt car. Um, you know, I have I, It's not like I've been in the side by side or the or the um, or for like a for a press launch or something like that. But like anything to do with side by sides or or the dirt cars, you know, four wheels or two wheels. Mm-hmm. Like we're here, we're here for an R three. Um, um, you know, debut and, and, and test run a ride. So, um, I call, I, like I said, I call myself the marketing tool that they can just grab a hold of and, and, you know, Hey, fly here. Hey, fly there. Go do this, go ride that. Yeah. So I do whatever, whatever they want me to do. I'll do. Yeah. All right. Last one. Coors Light Curry says, uh, where's the Coors Light? You're drinking Corona's. Don brought up Corona's. Yeah. Actually, it was either that or Bud Heavy. Yeah. So I said Corona. Do you know who Coors Light Curry is? Is he are the you, pool guy? Are you aware of him? He's yeah, the he's pool, guy. pool guy. Yeah, he's the pool guy. Yeah. I have a little hot tub that's um, it's a three-person hot tub that's a real pain in the ass to do the chemicals. Do you know anybody in Newport? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he'll drive out there, yeah. 
He's a badass. All right, I'm signing off here. So, uh, it's so crazy to me, like, how easy you are to talk to and interact with now. And I know we've talked about it before, but, like, when you're racing, like, my guys were so scared of you. Like, yeah, they just, they, know, they but they but, just didn't know how to do like. But you thought it was funny to be like that, right? Um, like, cause sometimes I come up and go, hey, let's do an a interview. And you go, hell no. And you go upstairs. You know? So, but to me, you thought that that was funny. That was part of it. I mean, I don't, it just depend on who you were. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's some Dude, guys I, I liked. Your, there's some I, guys I, I didn't like. when you were taking a shit in the semi, remember? Well, I always took a shit in the semi with the, like, the door the was door. either, yeah, open or unlocked or cracked, so I guess, you know, yeah. I don't know. All right, so who did you um, not like in the media? You could say it. Then. If I didn't, if I don't like him, I wouldn't know their names. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it's like, like, like well, were, were I had. There, were there guys that you didn't like that you would just bounce on? Um. Or you'd be inside. I wouldn't either give him a good. I wouldn't give him as good of an interview as I would give maybe you or you know Mathis or mm-hmm. you know somebody that I liked. Um, obviously, it depends on kind of how your weekend goes too. Yeah. Um, if they went really shitty, most of the time nobody ever came over. Yeah. But if it was like maybe Dunge beat you and whatever, like they really want. Also, that's a pretty good story. Like we're gonna come over and see hey, Dunge past you. How you know that's a they want to hear what you have to say, but. A lot of the times at that, that, you know, in, in that moment, yeah, you're pissed, but, it's, you know, it's like, hey, I got second or I lost a couple of points. At that mm-hmm. point, you know, if it was, you know, at the end of the season over a championship, yeah, things might be different. But um, I don't know. I think most of the time I, I gave a decent interview, not the greatest. I wasn't just a, you know, a boring, you know, person to listen to. No, you, always gave, uh, you always gave good quotes. It's just sometimes you're grumpy. Yeah, maybe grumpy, you know, like, um, but yeah. No, it, no, no. You know what? Early on, though, when you're on, on a two fifty. Yeah. Got, how are those? Got, how got, are those interviews? You got Transworld Ride of the Year one year, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. We had to interview you twice because we didn't get enough words out of you for the story. Really? Like, uh, I forgot who it was. I think I think maybe it was Brendan Lutz interviewed you, and he came back and he's like, "Dude, he gave me like one word answers." <laughs> so. I went back and interviewed you again so really? that we'd have enough words. So, like, yeah, in your early career, early in your career. Yeah, and, like, like they do the, all those media training and all this stuff. It's not that we don't know how to talk. or I mean, it's not like I use the, the, the right words sometimes or so don't sound like an idiot. But, uh, you know, we do all this stuff to talk and do this and that and a lot of stress, a lot of this, a lot of, you know, whatever. You're not going to get that good of an interview no matter what, yeah. you know. I mean, and our sport doesn't promote – um, you know, the bad boy, you know, the one that's going to, most of the time when you have that, and our sport's too hard to have, like, the one that, the J-Law of, yeah. I mean, that the J-Laws are gone. Like, yeah. that's not really a possible, it's not a feasible thing, right, in our that's sport today. Yeah. Like, it was, and, J, and J-Law did, he was the fucking greatest yeah. at doing it, you know, like, well, in my career. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was better <laughs> in the 90s, but. Dude. Hangtown. <laughs> oh, when we got in a fight? <laughs> that was so gnarly. 
when you launched the bike into his face. Yeah, that like, was very funny. Was that a uh, was that a you just saw white and lost your shit? Well, well yeah, like basically there was nothing I could do. What are we gonna punch each other with the helmets on? Like the only thing was is like want to yell at him or push him over like a bunch of girls. Like I don't know. Like it was. What's even funny is like my cousin. They were at Dallas one time. At, at not Dallas, but Freestone. Uh-huh. And him and Kuzo, they're all like you know running around like fucking boozing. And they that's when J Lot rolled the rental car. My cousin was in the back seat. He goes, "There's Crown Royal like bouncing across the ceiling." He goes, "It gets the thing car stops." He goes, "Crown Royal is fucking in my eye." Burning. Yeah, it's burning. Like dude, they rent, rolled that rental car. Like. Yeah. J-Law did it right. Well, not right, but he did it good. Yeah. Dude, you know the gnarliest thing he ever told me was, um, remember right before he went to jail, uh, the Washougal Nationals, like his last race, he told me that uh, some fan gave him some really gnarly weed, and he smoked it before the moto. And he's all, if you like, look at the race, you'll notice I never took any inside lines. I was so paranoid fans were going to reach over and grab me. <laughs> And he said that when he was going up the uphill at Washougal, he every t- every lap he was going up, he saw the McDonald's arches at the top of the hill. No. <laughs> oh, do you? No. Uh, did you ever have any uh, any uh, communication with that guy after he quit racing or anything? I mean, like, if you saw him now, would you guys like? Oh, I I, or, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty easy going, like, for what I think, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't about, know. How, how about Dunge? He was, like, your biggest rival. Yeah. How I, are you guys I, now? I, yeah, I'll hang out with Dunge. I like yeah. Dunge. He's a yeah. lot better now, like, now that he's retired. I mean, he's a little uptight still. <laughs> Dunge, you're uptight still, I know. Hey, you know what was the craziest thing is when you guys won Designations and Jordan came back with video of you guys, like, hugging each other and going ape shit. Where down, like when we stood like down on the on the yeah, track yeah, still on the track, like I thought like man, RV really don't like that guy, but like well, well, really who said I didn't like him? Oh, dude, come on, you guys are our tribals. I didn't well, not like Dunge. No, not no. I, don't, I mean, was it a a, a media promoted rivalry? <laughs> I mean, there was a rivalry, but it wasn't like I didn't dislike I didn't dislike the kid or the guy. Yeah. Um. I'd rather race him than than Stu. Yeah. Every day. Because you knew he was gonna. I just I knew what Dunge was gonna do. I I knew I could trust him. Yeah. Put it that way. Not that I knew what he was gonna do. Because you never know exactly what somebody's gonna do. But yeah. I could trust him. Yeah. Was there anyone that you hated? Well, I mean, I didn't. You know, you never knew what you were gonna get out of Stu. Mm-hmm. You know, just fuck. You might come up the inside and just blow you out. Like I had that happen once or twice, but. Once in Toronto that I remember, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, not really. Nobody that you really hated. Everybody, it, like everybody had. We could race pretty hard, um, but and but have a lot of respect too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last question. I've always wanted to know this. Oh, this should be a good one. No, no, no. It's it's not crazy, but like, so you've been very successful, earned a lot of money, dude. What is it like? To be so rich that you could buy anything you want and do any anything that you wanted to do, you could do. What does that feel like? I mean, because it hasn't been like you that. You sound like Mathis now. That's what he says. Does he say You're just so rich. You're, you're just so rich. No, but I mean, it's like, 
like like for me right like I, I got this side job check in the mail today and I'm like oh dude I got a thousand bucks I'm like all pumped right like but I mean for you that's your life I mean I'm not okay. saying you're so rich or rich but what is it is this is it, hey it's a double it, it's a double edged sword there's hard not there's not there's shit? there's not one you don't have a sword that's not double edged I yeah. I don't think so it's double edged sword thirty years old young two kids I don't work. I mean, I work, but I don't. It's like I have to make the money that I made last, yeah. right? So, so you, so you have that. Um, you know, there's going to be inflation. There's going to be things that are go up. There's going to be things you want. Yeah. Um, there's going to be things that you can't, you can have, and there's going to be things that you can't have that even though you want, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can go buy a fucking sports car right now. Yeah. Do I need one? No. Do I want one? Uh, I'd rather have a badass off-road truck than a sports car, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, you have to deal with that. You know, you have to deal with the things is like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of people that want to maybe do business or get in business, you know, so this is another thing you have to yeah, think about. Yeah. It's like, Hey, what do you think of this idea? What do you think of that? Well, okay. So then you got to think about that. Got to always think about, you know, um, you know, different things here, you know, that, that, that are put on your plate. So, mm-hmm. um, and then also too, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> Just like when I was racing early on and in midway in my career, it's like you didn't know anything different. You had to go to work. It's like now mm-hmm. I don't have to. So sometimes it's it's really good in a way, but it's also bad in a way. Mm-hmm. So you have to also they look at things to keep you busy. When, you know when you're not dealing with your kids or you know raising them. Yeah. You know so there's I don't know. Have you ever had a day where you just like say Kristen and the kids are somewhere else, right? Have you ever had a day where you just didn't fucking get out of bed? No, I've always yeah, no, I've always got out of bed. Um yeah, always got out of bed. Um but yeah, there's not there's days that I haven't done a, a you know, a lot. A lot. Or, you know, you got out of, you get out of bed, you just kind of, you do what the kids do, right? You get out of bed, you you know, you drink coffee, you eat breakfast, you feed them, you do whatever we're going to do in the morning. They take a nap, well you might take a nap. Um and then you get up and then you go back to the park. And then you, you know, bring them back, feed them dinner, and then put them down, right? So yeah. um, it's it's not as – it's actually not as – me and my uncle had that talk. He goes, what, I mean, it sounds great, but it's also, you know, somewhat hard. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as it, – it's great for like the first year, year and a half, right? Yeah. Um, and it's still – it's not like it's not great now, but you definitely have to – you have to work at anything you do, and you have to work at kind of finding something to do. Yeah. Does it get boring sometimes? Um, well, no, because you got the kids. But I mean, I mean, it's it it depends. It's boring's not the word. Looking for certain things to do, but also being as like, hey, what do you want to go on? Don, do you want to go on vacation? Don would say, yeah, I'd like to go on vacation. Where do you want to go? I was thinking about going here. It's it's you know two grand a night. Don's like, well, I can't afford that, right? So it's hard to also find people that do can kind of hang out and do yeah. that, that, you know, not the normal things are kind of around town, but it's yeah. like, hey, why don't we go to on a, you know, it's kind of hard to find some people and then to, to match up people's lives too. It's like, you're busy, I'm busy, they're busy. It's like, yeah. everybody's got shit going on. Yeah. Right on. Well, hey, life's good for Ryan Villapoto. Thanks for uh, spending the time and uh, let's hope that neither of us crash in the rain on our <laughs> bikes tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Yep. You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad, Don Mera. Thanks for listening.